Cleopatra's eggs. Deep fakes. Callouts to Indiana Jones, Mission Impossible, and James Bond. Ryan Reynolds playing, well, you know the role he plays every time. Dwayne Johnson playing Dwayne Johnson's normal type of role. And Gal Gadot playing a key role that leads us all into our quick-fire, no-spoiler review of Red Notice. Hi, this is Tom Pizzotto from SpyMovieNavigator.com. Join us as we're cracking the code of the just-released Netflix movie Red Notice. As usual with these quick-fires, we won't be giving any spoilers in this review. Netflix ended up giving Red Notice a theatrical release, even though most of their announcements talked about the Netflix release date of November 12th. So they gave this movie a limited theatrical release starting on November 5th, which means there's a one-week limited release theater window to try to recoup some of the high costs of this movie. Netflix did a terrible job, in our opinion, of marketing the theatrical release. I went to the 3 o'clock showing on Friday in a theater that has food and beverage service at your seat. The waitress said to me after taking my order, Enjoy your private viewing. I was the only one in the theater. Now, later that night, I went to see the opening of Spencer, and there were quite a few people in that movie theater for that one. So Netflix, you need to learn how to market for in-theater showings. Not telling many people about the fact that you're releasing it in the theater is a good place to correct. Now, an example for why this is a problem for Netflix. We're reading things on Saturday night saying that Netflix is not going to release the in-theater movie numbers. They're not going to tell you what their take was. That's not a good sign. It's booked in 750 theaters, according to Deadline.com, grossing well under $1 million. Nobody knows it's out there. I mean, (laughs) you can't make money in the theater if you don't have an advertising campaign to tell people it's there, especially when you'd spent all your time telling people that you're going to release it on Netflix. You need to change something, Netflix. Since we want to keep this spoiler free, we'll start with the experience of watching this on the big screen. In our past Buy Movie News podcast, we've talked about how we wanted to see Red Notice on the big screen instead of streaming. That was before we knew they were going to do the theatrical release. Well, after seeing it on the big screen... We didn't feel like we needed to see it there, and it was disappointing. Yes, there were explosions, gunfights, and car chases, but the big screen didn't really seem to enhance it. Maybe it was because the story wasn't all that compelling. We'll talk a little bit more on that in a minute. Or maybe it's because we saw most of the stunts in the trailers, and I watched those on my computer screen. So it's possible that this big screen thing really doesn't help this movie much. So let's go ahead and move from the big screen experience into the actual performances of the actors. Now, as we said, this movie stars Ryan Reynolds, and he's an art thief. Dwayne Johnson's an FBI agent, and Gal Gadot is another art thief. Ryan Reynolds plays a character named Nolan Booth, and he was good in the role, but I really didn't like his character. And that's not a criticism of Reynolds, the actor. It's really a criticism of his annoying, smarmy, smarty-pants, smart-mouth character. I just didn't like this character, and I really thought it detracted from the movie. Now, Dwayne Johnson played pretty much Dwayne Johnson, or what we'd expect out of Dwayne Johnson. He was solid in his performance of Hartley, but we've seen him in similar roles in the past. You know, the big strong guy who uses his brawn to get things done with a bit of humor thrown in. So this role really wasn't a stretch for him, although obviously he would play that part well. We've seen it before. Now, Gal Gadot was the standout for me. We won't say her character name here. If you've seen the trailers, you know what it is. If you haven't seen the trailers, we'll leave it as a surprise. Her role had a lot of humor and a lot of butt-kicking. I mean, she was excellent in her performance of this role. She had the self-confidence she needed as an art thief, but unlike Reynolds' role as Booth, it didn't come off as annoying. So we get these three big actors, and there was a lot of interaction between their characters, often with all of them together. So how did it work out? Well, from a chemistry perspective, it actually did work pretty well. Reynolds and Johnson played well against each other. There was chemistry between them. 
And then Gadot added a little lot to this movie, and the chemistry between her and Reynolds and Johnson was strong. It was really good interplay between the three of them. Two other actors I'd like to call out from this movie are Ritu Arya, who played Inspector Das, and Chris Diamantopoulos, who played a character called Sottovoce, which means whisper or soft voice in Italian. We weren't familiar with Ritu Arya before this, but she is on the Netflix series The Umbrella Academy. In this movie, she has a relatively small role, but she gave a standout performance doing it. Now, Chris Diamantopoulos plays Sottovoce extremely well. This role is heavy on badass with some humor as well. And Demontopolis delivers. I mean, our guess is this would have been a tough role, but based on what we've known of Chris's prior work, I guess we're really not surprised he was able to deliver it. We've known some of Chris's work from everything from his roles in the TV series Silicon Valley and Arrested Development to movies like The Three Stooges. He's the voice of Mickey Mouse, and he also has an extensive theater background, including the stage productions of Waitress, The Fulmonte, and Le Miserable. He's a longer resume than this, but we are familiar with Chris, and he does a great job here. Okay, so let's talk about the plot, again with no spoilers. And to be blunt, we didn't enjoy the plot. We thought it was campy and predictable. There were a few twists, but we saw all but one of them coming, and we guess you would as well. This is an espionage movie with the heist aspect to it, but it's pretty campy and not that unusual. It does have more heist content espionage, but both are present in the film. And when we call it campy, it's not a spoof like the Austin Powers movies. It's probably closer in line with the Melissa McCarthy movie Spy. There's lots of humor, some action, a few twists, although we think Spy was a better movie than Red Notice here. As we mentioned, the role of Nolan Booth was a weak link for us, and it's the role, not the performance. We just wanted to hit him to try to shut him up. Now, we're sure that's what writer and director Ross and Marshall Thurber wanted, but instead of working, we think it detracted from the movie. And another thing, a lot of the stunts that we were shown in the movie, we were shown in the trailers. They were well done, but we hate it when the trailers show you most of the good stuff. So these stunts weren't unique. Plus, by seeing the stunts on the trailer on my computer screen, it didn't give the stunt an advantage when I saw it on the big screen, because I'd already seen it before. As you know, in our Cracking the Code of Spy Movie podcast, we look for scenes from movies or real life that have influenced another movie. Red Notice doesn't disappoint here with these callouts, but it isn't as obnoxious with them as the 2019 movie Charlie's Angels. Check out our podcast on that one. There's an obvious callout to the James Bond movie Octopussy with the Cleopatra eggs. If you remember in Octopussy, a main plot point was about the Fabergé egg. Here, it's Cleopatra's eggs instead of the Fabergé egg. There is a good vehicle chase towards the end of Red Notice that's well done, and it ends with a nod to the James Bond movie Moonraker. We like this chase. We think it works well. It's well done. It's got some good action to it. There are a few twists to it, slight differences than you've seen in some of the other chases you'll see. Plus, one of the vehicles is old and cool, and it's quite honestly surprising that it would have started, but it was very cool. There's also a scene that's obviously a call-out to Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Again, we won't spoil it for you, but look for it. And if you're a Raiders of the Lost Ark fan, you won't miss it. It'll hit you smack in the face and your ears for that matter when you get to that part. Now, Mission Impossible is also called out by this movie. Do you remember in Mission Impossible 3, the scene where they kidnap Davian? That's the only clue you're going to get about this one, but there's a call out to that. Also, Mission Impossible movies often have long scenes that talk about the overly complex and sophisticated security systems that they need to overcome. Usually while they explain the systems, they show you how the agent overcomes them. Think about the vault scene 
in Mission Impossible, the 1996 original movie. There's a long conversation telling you about what they're going to have to break in through. In Mission Impossible 2, there's a conversation by Sean Ambrose and his team, as well as Ethan Hunt and his team, talking about breaking into the Biosite Pharmaceuticals building and talking about how it would have to be done and all the complexities of getting that done. Well, we see similar things here in Red Notice. What we don't get is, how do these guys in these movies know all of the details about these really complex systems? I mean, where do they learn about all the pieces? Again, we've seen it in multiple movies. We see it here in Red Notice, but it's perplexing as to how they get the intelligence behind how this stuff is all laid out. Now, another trope that we see in many spy movies is somebody gets drugged with a drink, and this is played upon in this movie as well. We're not going to go through all the movies that might have this trope in it because it's a ton of them. Another trope in Red Notice that we've seen before uses jumper cables to torture somebody. Now, most of the time when you see this, water is involved. So you've got the jumper cables and water. However, in Red Notice, water is not part of the equation here. Some prior movies that I can think of that use jumper cable torture are The First Lethal Weapon, uh, the movie Jolt, and Ryan Reynolds even experiences this type of torture in The Hitman's Bodyguard. So this trope is used here in Red Notice, and we've seen it elsewhere. Okay, so that's about all we want to cover in Red Notice without spoiling anything. So the big question is, is it worth your time and money to go see this movie? Well, we think it's an okay but not great movie. On a snowy night or a rainy night, if you want a lighthearted movie, go for it. If you're a fan of Reynolds, Johnson, or Gadot, you'll probably enjoy lots of parts of this movie. Just don't expect it to be the best espionage or heist movie you've ever seen. If you do have Netflix, we suggest you wait until November 12th and stream it. We don't think you should spend your money seeing it in a big theater if you already are paying Netflix to see it on a smaller screen. And it saddens us to say this because normally when we talk about a movie streaming or on the big screen, we tell you to do the big screen. I'm not sure it's worth it with this movie. Well, that's a wrap of our quickfire no-spoiler review of the Netflix movie Red Notice. This has been Tom Pizzotto from SpyMovieNavigator.com. Please subscribe to our podcast show and our YouTube channel. Both are called Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. And give us a great rating on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Tell a friend about our show. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it.